0: I'm a self-aware narcissist you guys don't know who i am my name is ben taylor i run raw motivations i'm on this platform for awareness growth healing and change and sometimes people ask you like you don't seem like a narcissist you don't seem like someone who you know would be mean to other people and that would act this way and oh well you're not a narcissist you actually have bpd or you actually have adhd or like all this other kind of stuff and I mean, that's, that's fine if you want to think that. That's that's not who I am and that's not where I am in therapy. So it's, it's totally fine. But some people like want to get the idea of, okay, now that you've confessed it or that you're self-aware, like, are you healed now? Are you changed? And the idea is actually that I'm like changing. I'm like growing on like a day-to-day basis. I mean, aren't we all? Like part of life is we're supposed to continue to grow, change, and expand our growth, our capacity to be able to love, to be able to serve, to be able to help other people. And I haven't done that for years and years of how I've interacted with different people, how I've interacted with relationships, with affairs, with job, with wife, with kids, with family, all that kind of stuff. So sometimes people look at me and they're like, but you changed, like what's going on here? Okay, I'm changing. I'm not healed, I'm not fixed. Even though I wanna walk out of therapy sometimes and be like, done, I don't have to do it anymore. Like, no, I've, I've gotta do it for probably like the rest of my life because I know that that healing, growth, and change is so important that if I don't keep doing it, then the possibility of going back to it is very, very real. I know my personality. I know my addictive or obsessive nature. I know my nature of like, hey, if I don't constantly work on growing and changing myself, then I will revert back where I was so sometimes people ask like do you still struggle now the answer is yes like I still struggle now like it's not I'm not fixed uh it's not like you become self-aware you change and then poof it's like gone like if if it was that easy I had someone asked on a live the other day they were like you know who would you be or like what what would you what would you think if you went back and you like deleted all the narcissism in your life and I'm like I don't even know what that looks like but I do know I wouldn't be here I do know my life wouldn't be where it is now today, trying to grow, heal, change, and help other people as well. I know that for sure. For me, narcissism impacts a life on a day-to-day basis. Probably one of the biggest ways is empathy. How I feel, how I communicate, and how I show that connection, that sympathy for other people. We have a three-year-old daughter, so that's an easy one that is not there to be able to connect with that empathy. I see something that happens and I have to respond with cognitive empathy a lot of times. So like I know this is the right thing to do even though I don't feel that same way or even though I don't feel like hey this is what you know, it's not automatic if that makes sense. So I've given an illustration before but to give you like an idea there's one day like our daughter she's back then she was like two, two and a half or something like that. She was just learning how to like turn doorknobs, right? So she was trying to get into our guest bedroom. I think like the dogs were in there a dog's way or something like that. So she was trying to get in. She couldn't get it. She was trying to do it. She couldn't get it. And she got frustrated. She, I mean, she's like me. She's like my wife. Like get frustrated when something doesn't work, right? So she got frustrated because the door handle wouldn't turn. In her mind, she's like, okay, we'll just break down the door. And so she kind of rears back and just like slams her head into the door because she was frustrated that the door wasn't opening. My first response to that in my mind was like, what do you expect? Because she started crying after that. I'm like, what do you expect? Like you just slammed your head into the door. I'm like, of, co- of course it's going to hurt. Like, obviously. But then I have to like, take a step back and like realize, and my wife's there. She's like, no, like she needs like comfort. And, like she needs to understand like, hey, there's a better way to be able to handle our emotions. There's a better way to be able to handle our anger and to be able to channel that in a productive way. And to be able to help figure out how to open the door. But that immediate response wasn't there as far as like, oh my gosh, like, I'm sorry that you got hurt. Let's work on this. Like, that's not there. On a day-to-day basis, is trying to figure out how do I implement that? How do I integrate that into my life so that it's cognitive, but it's also on that emotional level. It's also on a level of like, hey, I care about this person because I'm putting their needs above my own. On a day-to-day basis, sometimes that can be really difficult. Sometimes that can be really hard whenever there's things going on whether that's work related, life related and like house related, like just running errands, whatever it might be. and all of a sudden something, someone or some some action comes in the way of that. That inconvenience, that frustration, if I don't have that aligned right in my head, can really like piss me off. Let's say we have plans to go someplace at this time. something pops up, whether it's the daughter, whether it's the dogs, whether it's whatever, pops up. That becomes like a form of contention, can easily drift my mind to the idea of like contempt, frustration, and twist it all about me of like, how dare this person interrupt my plans? Excuse me. So when that happens, I have to work on recentering myself and regrounding myself, understanding like, hey, like that's not even about me. That's about something that they're dealing with, or that's an outside external thing that like we can't control. But in my mind, I want to be able to take those things and say, these are attacks on me. Being able to do stuff with the Wake Up Warrior Project and with um, going through, they have like a stacking method. A lot of it is what I use when I try to help people when I do one-on-ones. It's actually like breaking down the process, especially in the trauma bond aspect and then rewiring your mindset of what you're thinking, what you're going through, and changing that perspective. That's the type of stuff that I do on a daily basis. I do it with daily basis with stacking and writing stuff down. I also do it on a daily basis, sometimes just on the fly, because I know this is the process. This is the way that I have to wire my brain so that I don't go down the road of thinking that everyone's out to attack me. One day I came home and my daughter was super excited to be able to go and go with me to the, go with me to the park is what she wanted. So she got it from her nap and she was like, you know, go to, the, go to the park in Daddy Subaru. Like she was all excited for it. So we went with her downstairs and we walked outside, Kayla was outside, my wife was outside, walked outside and she was like, I wanna go in daddy's Subaru. And my wife responded in a way that made me think like something's wrong, like she doesn't want to go in my subaru okay now just so you know my wife doesn't like my subaru it's a little bit smaller than her suv and she just doesn't like it okay so it's fine um i like my subaru and i drive it but anyway so she she made like a comment of like it's too small and in my mind i'm like wait a second like it's not too small like there's there's you there's me there's our daughter and then her mom was in town was that's four people okay one of them's a little kid that goes in a car seat my car can get five. Okay. Maybe not like super comfortably, but it can fit five and it's fit five many times. So like looking at that, I was like, no, like there's, there's plenty of room that immediately started a trigger that immediately started a trigger because in my mind, I'm like, you're wrong. I'm right. Like, yes, my car is not spacious, but my car has adequate enough room to be able to have that many people in the car with room to spare so therefore you're wrong i'm right immediately it started ramping up because then she's saying like no like i don't want to go in your car because it's just too small i'm trying to think like no it's not too small and this argument starts to go back and forth and what's actually triggering inside is one feeling invalidated because i think my i i think my idea is right no matter what and then two it also starts invoking like shame of like this conversation is happening around our daughter, this conversation happening like around around her mom. And like that starts to invoke the idea of like shame of like, wait a second, like you're making me look bad because of the fact that you're trying to disprove something that I think is a fact. And so that thing like started like accelerating, accelerating. We didn't get in this all out brawl or anything like that. Ended up being where like we just took a couple, took a couple moments. I went to the park with Sophia, came back. We talked about it later. And like, that's the, that's the difference now is like, we're actually like working through those things, but they still happen. Are are they more few and far between? Absolutely. But they still happen. The part where I have to work on is changing that mindset because it's so easy to think that is a personal attack on me. And how many times we see that in narcissistic relationships and regular relationships where people will sacrifice and will lose the entire thing. Like they'll lose the entire war just to win one battle. Like if I wanted to, I could, I could come out hard, heavy and be like, no, like you're wrong. We're doing this, all this kind of stuff. But that's not going to help our relationship. that's not going to help her. That's not going to help build trust. Was, was the relationship like um, hurt some like during that interaction? Yes, which is why we came back, talked about it, apologized, like, worked through that problem so that we could actually get to the place of healing, growth, and change. But that's not always easy. It's not easy for me. It's not easy for a lot of relationships. And you probably resonate with that in your relationship as well. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in the concept of I have to be right or this has to be proved then we do... How is the other person actually feeling, thinking, what's actually going on in their mind? And that's something that's really hard for me to tap into. I'm trying to tap into it more, but it's not natural. It's not something that I automatically feel, see, understand. And so on a day-to-day basis, I have to work on rewiring my mind of what's the situation actually, actually going on, actually happening. And I also have to take a look at the other person and try to put myself in their shoes. Is that easy? No, because it's not natural at all, because end of the day, the cognitive empathy has to kick in to say, hey, I care about this person and I'm willing to put their needs above mine. I'm willing to try to figure out what's going on in their life then I am concerned about proving my point. That's the hard part about narcissism that's extremely difficult to get to and to work on. And so if you're dealing with that, understand that, hey, that's some of the thought process It's the big aspect of avoidance of shame. If you haven't had a chance, watch the video I did earlier today that talks about why narcissist hurts the people that they love. And part of the premise of that is avoidance of shame. That's the biggest part. That's, one of my, that's my biggest trigger on anything is feeling shame and trying to run away from that no matter what I have to do. And that's what I have to work on. And that's what I work on on a day-to-day basis. So we're going to rewiring my mind through the warrior stuff, through stacking, through my devotions, through my journaling, through all types of stuff and working on it with weekly therapy i've been in therapy for at the time of this recording like 17 months uh every single week and it's something i'm going to keep doing for a long period of time definitely recommend it if you haven't had a chance follow me on all the other social media platforms tiktok instagram facebook youtube thank you for listening on podcasts either on apple or on spotify or amazon wherever wherever you are thank you guys so much for watching and listening give a follow for raw motivations and if you haven't had a chance subscribe as well thanks so much y'all have a great day